0: You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad. This is the Adweek Podcast. I'm David Grinan, creative editor for Adweek, and we are in Cannes, in the south of France, for the Cannes Lions International Festival of Creativity. I'm uh, very excited to have Hans Brouwer with Massive Music. Uh, Hans, tell me like, real quick. What, today we're going to be talking about the role that music plays in advertising, which I think uh, in your field is well known, but maybe outside of that is underappreciated. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the history of ma- ma- Massive Music and, uh, and your role with it.
1: Uh, st- I started the company in Amsterdam uh, in 2000, actually in June uh, 20, 2000. Uh, that was exactly 18 years ago. We started the company with the party here in Cannes. Oh, so wow. That, yeah.
0: I didn't know that. So I should, I should mention that the Mass Music Party is a, a famous, iconic destination that many people try. I think I was on my fourth year before I actually got in. <laughs> <laughs> should and, have uh, given me a call. And you have thousands of people turn out for this party.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's tomorrow. It's always on a Wednesday. And we have like yeah, a little more than 2,000 people uh, showing up. Yeah.
0: So that's how Massive Music started with the party. That's
1: how Massive Music started. But be- before I started Massive, I did uh, advertising music as well for almost five years. And I already started the party uh, three years before with the other company. And uh, so, yeah, I took-, took over the tradition when I started uh, Massive in uh, 2000, yeah.
0: Well you guys uh your name comes up so many times at can every year. Uh you are involved in so many projects and because we have a lot to squeeze into this uh yep. conversation I want to like kind of jump in. Um but uh so yeah and I have a feeling that a lot of the things that we want to talk about in terms of the role of music will come up in the examples that we're going to give. We want to start with examples of work that that you've done, that Massive Music has done uh and that are probably pretty well known at can specifically for doing so well. Uh let's start with a a classic Uh, with Nike Write the Future. This is from 2010? Yeah. That sounds right, which gets farther away every year. That's eight years ago now.
1: Eight years ago, and again, every four years there is a World Cup football. And this was the Nike campaign for the World Cup in 2010.
0: Yeah, t- let's talk about the visibility of this spot when it came out. This was, uh, th- this was seen all over the world,
1: right? Yeah, it was, uh, it was actually, uh, you have the, uh, the, uh, the in-between uh, football, American football uh, ad uh, thing. What is it? The Halftime. Uh, halftime, yeah. Uh, Nike did it for football. For the first time in history, as far as I know, in the rest of the world—not in the U.S. but in the rest of the world—it got aired um, uh, in halftime of the Champions League final in May. So they started uh, the World Cup and the football uh, campaign uh, in May with, um, yeah, with a whole block uh, advertising block in every country you could think of, like over 200 countries. Wow! And yeah. it was, uh, yeah, an iconic spot, a three-minute spot. So. Uh, yeah, they took the whole advertising block for that, and uh, yeah.
0: Well, let's talk about the production behind this before we listen to some of it because I want to give people the context of what an epic spot this is. We're talking, I believe you said there's three tracks in this. Uh, yeah, three
1: tracks, and yeah, it was 31 shooting days, as I
0: remember well. Which is not a month. That's that's spread out over. That ha- was spread how long? out
1: of yeah, almost two years, one and a half <laughs> years. I worked on it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was an immense uh, project. Also, if you see the spot, it's three minutes, but I I don't know how many cuts in the picture.
0: It's unbelievable. So the premise, for those who may not remember it, is this is it kind of in the middle of the action of the World Cup and players stopping even though the action doesn't really stop but we go into their heads to see the futures that they're imagining yeah if they if they make or don't make exactly okay which is
1: which is uh, a very thin line in football (laughs) as we see now again you know at the world cup i mean messi missing a penalty Uh, ronaldo scoring three times it's that thin they're both the best players
0: in the world but yeah now the world cup starts and Every game is a new game. Well let's listen to some of the where where we get a bit of transitions. So mm-hmm. And I think this is a great example of that. So let's listen to uh, to some of that. This is from Nike's Write the Future. <sighs> would you say was kind of the biggest challenge uh, in terms of, of sound for that ad and music what, what do you think back to I mean we've talked about the intense production but yeah. uh, what were some of the biggest challenges for you
1: um, to, <laughs> to follow the creatives of Widen because they have a lot of music in their head and it changes a lot in the edit so you can come up it's, it's very hard to follow them and produce music present it while they still have the same track in their head. (laughs) That's the biggest challenge, I would say. What
0: kind of guidance does the agency give you?
1: Um, A lot, we come up with uh, guidance as well, of course. Uh, So we do, we always, yeah, most of the times we start a production with uh, music search, just general search in any kind of music, existing music, but also tracks we produced earlier or whatever. We have a catalog of thirty thousand tracks that we uh, that we did in the past eighteen years. So um, yeah, and then uh, you can. It's it's very it's a very good way to see what works under the picture and what not. Of course, you have an idea, and within that brief, within that context, you try to to match that with the right tracks. And if you find them, you either buy them or you you are going to pick out uh, the good. Um, building stones, building blocks, to compose the new uh, soundtrack.
0: Let, let's talk about another spot. I think this one's going to be a little lesser known. Um, this is uh, Batman, War Child. Uh, this is a spot that it, it is really unpredictable the first time you see it. It's, yeah. uh, it's about a young yeah, yeah. boy playing with, I don't think you even realize the first time you watch it, that he's in a refugee camp. Yeah. Um, and he is playing with Batman? And uh, as I think all of us can can guess watching it, he's he's not really playing with the actual Batman, uh, that a lot of it's in his head. It ends on a very, uh, to me, one of the most emotional moments I've seen in advertising in quite a while where there's a a transition shot where you see that he's, Batman's carrying him while he's falling asleep at the end of this long play day, and he's actually, the kid is on his dad's, or, you know, someone's carrying him as they walk to their next, uh, you know, Refugee camp, or yeah, or, yeah. wherever they can go, and you see explosions in the distance. And so it is. This is one of those ads that it takes a hard turn uh, pretty quickly. You have this yeah. this uh, bright and happy Queen song, uh, and so let's let's listen to we'll listen to the end again, kind of at the transition of how we come out of the Queen song and into those final those final moments. Uh, and then and then uh, I really want you to share some of the fascinating uh, background on, on this piece. So this is a uh, Batman War Child. <laughs> you make So, tell us about that, that track, normally you would think that a Queen song, not the easiest thing to license. Absolutely not, no.
1: So we did a lot of research, we put a lot of hours in this spot because it was so beautiful and we, we all saw the strength of the picture um, and um, yeah, also the Queen song came up of course because it works perfectly well with the picture. It's uh, one of the best things we ever did, I think. And then uh, it was of course um, a challenge to get the rights for free because it's a war child uh, spot. And Queen was very uh, cooperative, so we got it for free. Or I think we paid one euro.
0: One euro. <laughs> it's a bargain. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like every advertiser, every ad creative wants to use queen. There's yeah. probably some some cut of every ad that uses a queen Yeah, it, and yeah, you, yeah, and then yeah. you face the reality of making that happen. Exactly. exactly. Um, and I want to talk about one of your newest spots, is for, uh, and keeping in mind that both I and uh, many of our listeners are probably not as up to speed on, on football,
1: yeah. or, or as we mm-hmm. heathens
0: call it, soccer. Yeah. Uh, so tell, tell us about Europa League and what this, what this spot is. Uh, What is the the brief behind this piece?
1: Yeah, because we just uh, finished a couple of weeks ago, um, and it will be aired from August, um, the new music uh, for uh, the Europa League, which is uh, the the second main football competition in Europe. So it's um, all across Europe. You have the Champions League and you have the Europa League. And the Champions League has a very iconic um, music style Um, and um, they never succeeded to sort of uh, approach that for the Europa League as well, to have um, that branding through music as good as the Champions League was. So yeah, they rebranded and they asked us uh, to come up with something uh, iconic. And we uh, we worked hard on it. We recorded with the uh, Metropole Orchestre Orchestra. Uh, it's a Dutch uh, orchestra that is that won five Grammys and is the be- best pop and jazz orchestra in the world, I think. Um, so yeah, it's a beautiful uh, beautiful master and.
0: And it is just epic as hell.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is epic. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny because we did a lot of sports uh, tournaments lately. We also did Premier League and we worked on uh, the Olympics and also on the FIFA World Cup now. And it's all epic. And uh, sometimes you get like, you pull out some old demos. Okay, let's be inspired again. What, What did we make for the World Cup again? And there you go, like, yeah, it's epic from all sides and then uh, yeah
0: some, sometimes it's a bit much well let's listen to some of this this kind of the audio identity uh, yeah. for, for the rebranding of the Europa League and uh, let's listen to a little bit I think that's something that, uh, again, that people don't think about a lot is the importance of audio branding, especially in sports. I I mean, I can think of so many aspects of American sports. When you hear the sound of the show coming on, you know that it's Sunday night football. You know that it's, exactly, and it's, I I think people wouldn't even be able to tell you that, but as soon as they hear it, they know what it is. And is that, do you think you've created that with us?
1: Um, I hope we did because also, yeah, then it will last a long time. And that's always nice,
0: of course. And their rival league uses uh, Handel, you said, right?
1: Yeah, the Champions League, yeah. yeah. It's Handel. It's a very old uh, composition, like more than 100 years old. And it was, uh, it was also uh, uh, music on assignment. Is that how you call it in English? Or uh, It was Handel composed for the royal family uh, of Britain. Mm. So it was also an, um, uh, yeah, a job for him to compose that music. So it ended up in uh, yeah in the Champions League and where yeah a couple of billion people every year uh, listen to that music. Is,
0: is that stressful at all just to know you're up against
1: Handel in terms
0: of <laughs> creating a memorable song? Yeah,
1: well actually my uh, competitor of mine, I was in that pitch in uh, 96 for the Champions League as well. We lost it. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was a very smart move also from one of my competitors, of course, because he just took that music that is, of course, rights-free now because the composer is dead for more than seventy years. So he he could take it and make it his own. And you had pitched Queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we pitched something not good enough, uh, obviously. But uh, yeah, we uh, we sort of corrected that now with the Europa League.
0: Oh, that's great. Well, we wanted to uh, force you to talk about some work that you did not work on because uh, I want to talk about some of the ads that... Uh, that you admire uh, professionally that maybe even make you a little jealous sometimes of of what people did or that you wish that you had gotten to work on. Uh, We're going to talk about a few of those. I wanted to start just because um, an ad that I think of a lot in terms of uh, the role that music plays and how how music mixed with sound and effects and, and the way it's all blended together. Uh, for me, it doesn't get much better than Rule Yourself with Michael Phelps uh, from Droga 5 a few years ago, maybe two years ago. It won Grand Prix in Craft here at Cannes. Uh, to me, it is about almost a perfect ad, uh, and I think so much of that is the soundtrack. It's a song by The Kills uh, called Last Goodbye, and let's listen to a little of that to remind folks uh, and you can kind of hear the, the water this Michael Phelps swimming in these kind of a dreamlike state uh, while this music plays. Let's listen to a little bit of that. What I love about that one is that they took a song that's beautiful, it's a lovely song, but they rearranged it in a way that makes it perfect for this ad. And that's something that I think a lot of people would think that's almost impossible to do, that if an artist composed a song in a specific way. But this is something you and I were talking a little bit ago, that, that that's a real skill to be able to rearrange a track and, and make it still true to the form.
1: Yeah, it is a, it is a separate skill, but it, it's also a lot of fun to do. And uh, sometimes you you just find a track, an existing track that works incredibly well. You know that it could work incredibly well, but the uh, the performance, the master of the track is not right because of yeah. There can be several reasons, and then it's a, it's a, it's an incredible good thing to make the version the version of the song so perfect to the spot because that is a. What we do at the end of the day, right? We try to lift up the spot, the picture, with our soundtracks and make one plus one three.
0: Well, let's talk about a few of the others that, that you brought up. I asked you to kind of come come in with a, a list of spots you want to talk about. Tell us about the A to Z of music uh, from from Mark Jacobs and kind of describe the the premise of that spot and then what you admire about it. And we'll listen to a little bit of it too, but uh, but tell us yeah. about it first.
1: That is, it is uh so if you only listen to it, you hear of course a composition that goes <laughs> from A to Z in different music genres, but in an incredibly uh cool and and natural way, which is which is very very well done, uh, an incredible skill. But um in the picture, uh, ev- uh, everything is recorded live so you also see it happen in the picture which is of course way more uh, difficult because you also have all kinds of sync uh, problems and um, uh, recording problems while filming etc etc people people of course also have to act and look nice but also uh, perform well etc so it's um uh, and and if you see the picture together with soundtrack and you already hear that in the soundtrack because it's that is already incredibly well done then it really lifts it's such a beautiful piece of integrated picture to music or music to picture.
0: Yeah, it's very seamless in a way that yeah. that almost seems impossible for what they're trying to accomplish. So let's listen yeah. to a little bit of that uh, and people can get a good sense of, of kind of how it flows from one style to the other. The alphabet here being uh, that it takes you from different styles, from, uh, you know, country into, uh it was it, dance, I, I, I yeah. you know, yeah. and yeah, drumming. Uh, freeform drumming. And so we'll listen to some of that. The leaves has come. Forgiveness has I always wonder with folks like you when you see an ad, especially for the first time, you probably notice things that nobody else outside of your industry. Like do you do you see that man? I bet that was hard, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or I bet that no. that was impressive. I always look at it twice uh, because the,
1: when when there is good soundtrack, it it doesn't step out in my point of view. Uh, so it becomes one one total um, product or, or or perfect film. And uh, to listen to it a second time or watch it a second time, then you listen to, then I listen to the soundtrack, uh, unless the soundtrack is so bad or so uh, so um, uh, yeah, so strange or or or, or different than normal. Uh, but yeah, normally if if it's a good soundtrack, it yeah, it lifts the whole the whole film.
0: And why? is always interesting, but for me, in the second time. I, I feel like something, this is getting off topic a bit, but something I noticed looking at what was uh, kind of a front runners for the music category at Cannes this year and, and how music, it's, there's a lot of experimentation. There's a lot of, uh, we've got Live Looper from BBDO New York where they used the latency in live Facebook video uh, to have a band record a video live with their own track uh, repeating behind them uh, and, and there were several others like that where it just feels like this is a category where a few years ago it may have been, not to minimize it, but that it was a lot about picking the best track, making the there's, smooth. There's a lot of experimentation going on in the music field right now with a- advertising.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely true. We have uh, for example, uh, we sign um, massive talent uh, artists that don't have a record deal or publishing deal, etc., we uh We try to help them in campaigns and with work for brands and yeah they're very willing um they're they're very willing to uh, you know ten twenty years ago it was dirty to put your music on a on a spot right and now uh everybody's embracing that also young artists and uh, yeah we have we have a lot of uh, people that that are yeah that are waiting to get jobs like that and and waiting to get um uh, to be involved, actually.
0: Let's talk about a spot that I feel like was a bit of a, a game changer, an industry changer, uh, which is uh, the um, I, I think it might just be officially called Mad World, uh, but it is a Gears of War ad from. Oof, uh, I don't have the year off the top of my head. It was about a decade old. It, it's quite a ways yeah. back. And this is a spot that I think a lot of people in advertising are familiar with because it was such a head fake from what you would expect, uh, and where. Normally, a video game soundtrack, especially one with a bunch of big, muscly dudes with guns, yeah. and you would expect, you know, adrenaline-pumping music, and and instead they use this very, um, you know, somber version of Mad World. And today, that's become a cliche in video games. Uh, you and I were talking before this recording that that that's not an industry you work in all that much, but it's one that I that you know we yeah. certainly cover yeah. quite a bit. And it's become this joke of how many somber pop songs can you possibly yeah. <laughs> put on a video game soundtrack but let's listen let's go back uh to and i think everyone will automatically kind of remember this this moment and i find it kind of funny i find it kind of sad
1: the dreams in which i'm dying are the best i've ever had i find it hard to tell you i find it hard to take when people run in circles, it's a very, very mad. World.
0: mad world. What I'm curious about in light of that is have you seen these kinds of trends and, and how do you deal with that when a certain an ad comes along and changes the way people think about music, about sound? On the one hand, that's great that it's helping evolve the industry. On the other, you don't want to just copy and paste or, or feel like you're following someone else's. No, need. but there
1: are trends. There are trends in advertising. There are trends in music for advertising. There are trends in music. I mean, that's not that that is yeah, of all ages and all um that is quite normal actually. And yeah, we follow the trend because we make music for our clients and for our friends and creatives. And, and if they if they are inspired by uh, the fact that a, a, a small track like that with a heavy picture like that and that combination again brings one to one, two, three, then um, and it works. And yeah, if it's a trend or not, I, I'm not really uh, bothered with that. We did a couple of those uh, soundtracks and yeah, it worked really well. Also, when you do high speed picture and then in (laughs) slow-mo And it works really well.
0: <laughs> I want to leave time to talk about a newer spot. This is one that uh, we are still several days away from hearing the winners on film and some of the other key categories here at Cannes. But uh, Apple HomePod, uh, Welcome Home, I believe, is the official name of the, the yep. ad. Uh, this is a spot that many people know for being directed by Spike Jones, uh, starring mm-hmm. FK Twigs, uh, dancing and and acting, really. She, she's got a lot of complexity in this role it is a, just a stunningly beautiful and, and incredibly well-produced. But I think uh, I think a lot of people re- like think about the track, but maybe don't appreciate it as much. Tell us, uh, you brought this one up. Uh, what is it you admire about this spot or the way they handle it?
1: Uh, first of all, I really admire uh, uh, Anderson Park. Uh, incredibly talented uh, musician. And you see that when you have seen him live. And uh, for example, when you've seen him drumming, unbelievable, Uh, but a great singer and an incredibly beautiful voice, I think, and in this track as well. So, and the track is beautiful. It really, it really uh, fits to to the spot and it it has a very emotional, um, uh, yeah, emotional sense. And, yeah, I just think it's, it's uh, yeah, I, I would have liked to, to do this uh, spot.
0: <laughs> well, let's listen. Very much. Let's... And, and and especially with Anderson Park. Yeah, not, not one you would have changed up too much. Uh, let's listen to a bit of that to remind folks of the track. I'm
1: fascinated for the time being We can laugh until the morning Or we can dance in the hallway Only one more night in Los Angeles. I really thought that I can handle it, but the funny thing is I was holding back tears. I didn't think this day would happen. I'd give all this support a chance at it. You would've thought I'd be the man for this, but the funny thing is we can never stay here. I I didn't think this day would happen. I'm about it till it's over.
0: That again was Welcome Home uh, by TBWA Media Arts Lab, was the agency on that one. Uh, I think we're all kind of expecting that spot will do pretty well uh, this year. Uh, It's my kind of odds on favorite to win at least Film Craft, uh, take the Grand Prix, if not film. I think it's uh, to me, it outdoes Kenzo, uh, which was a a big winner last year, another Spike Jones directed uh, spot. Um, but uh, well, I could keep talking to you all day. This is one of the most fun conversations I've had uh, at Cannes, which is saying something. We've had a lot of fun conversations, so Thanks. we will be back with more of those. But for now, Hans Brower, thank you so much for making time for us, uh, and uh, I will see you at the massive music party if I still if I'm still on the list. <laughs> <laughs> you will be. All right, no worries. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome.